Uh, hey, everybody, a great way to support the podcast if you're buying some Halloween costumes or one of those blow-up Halloween things and you're doing shopping of any kind like that or any, you know, non-Halloween on Amazon, you can use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It'll take you to the same exact Amazon page, same prices and everything. It'll just give us a small percentage of your purchase, you know, a commission. And that's what that helps pay our, uh, all our uh, monthly hosting bills. So uh, it's a huge, huge, huge help. I can't tell you. And I really appreciate everybody who uses that link. Like I said, if you got a charity that already uses an Amazon link or a school, like your kids' school or your grand, you know, don't, don't, but otherwise, third option, use ours, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. Thanks for the help and let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. We're going to do the rest. And what is this woman to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain? Whatever's racing through your brain, whatever's got you up, uh, tossing, turning, thinking, worrying, concerning, exciting, excited, see that doesn't fit, Scooter, okay, criticizing, uh, mostly yourself, you could be hurting, you could be hurting emotionally, you could be any of those things. The safe places, I'm going to try to distract you from whatever's running, because all that stuff at bedtime... It's not really sleep conducive. I don't know how else to say it. And we all know that. And we all know a lot of people that don't. They say, what do you mean you can't shut your brain? What do you mean you can't? Your ankle hurts at bedtime. What do you mean you get anxious when you try to fall? That doesn't make any sense. Or that you might say, hey, I just start thinking about all this stuff. Or, or I wake up in the middle of the night and then I think about all this stuff. And they say, really? That's Why don't you stop it? And then you maybe you grind your teeth, maybe you clench your fists, maybe you're you're smart enough to walk away, maybe you breathe. But you say this person clearly doesn't get. It. They say, well, what what I what I do is I you know turn over my pillow. As cool as the other side of the pillow, that's all you need. That'll stop your thinking. Or you know Jimmy down in accounting, he may say oh, rain sounds. That's what works for me. I just picture you know inchworms in the rain. And I said, well, Jimmy, that's not half bad. Could I use that on my podcast? But I was trying to use you for an ineffective metaphor, Jimmy. So can we just say rain sounds and I'll keep the, the inchworms in the rain? That's very poetic, Jimmy. Well, I happen to be a poet. I write poetry about inchworms in the rain. Inchworms in the rain. Take away my pain. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy loves Jane. Okay, Jimmy, I don't need the po- po- poetry part. I just need the inchworms. So Jimmy might say, oh, we, what about rain sounds without inchworms in the rain? Or Jane might say, well, Jimmy's written me this poetry that's incredibly uh, mildly poetic. Uh, he read it to me, and I, I, I can't sleep to it, but maybe you can. 
Or we all know those people that say, geez, what you need, the, the, the healthy guy over there, he says, you need more bananas in you. You're low in potassium. If you had more bananas in your diet, you'd sleep great. Many of us have found, not everyone, not everyone, but many of us have found, geez, no, we've tried all those things. We've tried that. We've tried, uh, you know, rolling necks, rolling your shoulders, you know, visions of, uh, you know, sugar plums, visions of peaks, visions of, you know, arid deserts, all that stuff. And you still can't get to sleep. Well, here, this is the, this podcast does things that, not just a little different. We do a lot different over here. Uh, maybe is it actually Scooter? It's the same. It, you, you, except you, you know, your voice is like rain. It rains dullness on me. And exactly, you're right. Thank you, uh, internal uh, commentator. It's like I'm doing. You know, I'm like sports right now with the ping ponging of my brain, like two sports commentators. But I'm gonna try to just stay with you here. This part of me. But yeah, I'm gonna rain some dullness down on you. You know, steady pouring of uh, a pitter patter of nonsensical meanders, the beautiful flapping of uh, wings of pointlessness, uh, some good natured, kind intentions, all that stuff. I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. Reach out my hand the best I can. And try to take you across the threshold of sleep into, you know, whatever they call it, dreamland. And the way I'm doing it is I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to get, or the way we're going to, we're actually going to do it together. But I'll do, I'll do the work. Uh, uh, you do the line. But, but the main thing is actually don't do any work. Just try to relax. Let all the parts of your brain that have been jacking for your attention, I consider those parts of your brain, between you and me, this is bullshit, but I consider those parts of your brain the most brilliant parts of your brain because they're the, you know, protectors, the knowledgers, the the people that raise their, you know, the parts of your brain that want to raise their hand in class. You know, the parts of your brain that are winning awards or, you know, say we should apply to win some awards or, you know, they're saying, hey, why, where's our awards? We need, we, we deserve some. You know, those are the parts of your brain that really need some extra attention. And I'm here to give it to you, parts of the brain. You know, you might have heard I called your brain bots, and that's called a term of, term of endearment, to be honest with you all. And I'm glad you're, you're here with your human, who, you know, your human is, is, is they, they're pretty tired. They need to get some sleep. Believe it or not, you know, they're not operating on the same plane as you. They're just, you know, they're mammalian. Uh, they're not pure brain ether. You know, I can't even, you know, I, I don't, I don't pretend to know the cosmic stuff you, you brain parts are made from. And in some sense, I'm 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 speaking in awe and respect because I know you're up there. You say, "Geez, we got this gray matter, and we're trying to operate this mammalian at the same time. Take good care of this mammalian. We got this world out there full of uncertainty. People drive like maniacs. You, you know how it is. I I do, I do brain parts. We don't even need." to go on a discussion about it, because we're all on the same page here. Uh, that wonderful human you're, you're running the show for, they think they're running the show, and in some sense they are, so let's just keep it, okay, you're with me. 
Oh, sorry, I was just whispering. You know, I, 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 you know, hey, brain parts, I like to keep your, 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 I like to keep your human at ease. You know, throwing a little jokey jokes. And I know you guys might not think I'm funny. You might say, well, if that guy wants to embarrass himself with this podcast, go right ahead. But I want you guys to know how important you are. And I'm going to put on a little show for you for the next hour or so. You're human. They're going to kind of listen, too, because they say, hey, this guy, he's uh, he's trying to help us sleep, so I should at least... And you say, I say, I'd say to your human, well, just give me a little bit of your attention for a little while. You know, but go ahead and start breathing and maybe do some sympathetic yawning. You know, some sympathetic yawning. But, uh, you know, you brain parts, here's what I propose. I'm going to do a show... I'm here, you know, I'm here to entertain you. No cost to you or you, you're human, you know. And I'm just going to do my thing. And yeah, I'm not the most effective storyteller. As far as, you know, the story, what is it called? The Storyteller Effectiveness Scale. Uh, SES, I think they call it. Yeah, they said, geez, we, we, we only have X, Y, and Z axis scooter. We, we're sorry. You know, we don't have the Q, uh, you know, the Q axes designed yet. And I know you guys aren't really working on the Q axes, so no need to humor me anymore that there's going to be a Q axes. Because, I, you know, I'd be I'd probably not even chart on that axis, but, but I do chart in lullness, I do chart in dullness. Soothing tones, I've had a few. And, you know, unresolved, uh, you know, uncompleted metaphors, you know, like a simile, sometimes as a simile. I see, or sometimes a simile attempts, we'll have some. But mostly, I'm just a, just a bore friend coming over. I'm going to say, hey, brain parts, you're doing a damn good job. Your human is doing a damn good job. I realize the uncertainty that is out there day to day minute to minute, hour to hour. And I, I know we're lucky to have these high-quality brain parts here keeping a watch on stuff. So Scooter's going to do a silly little show because the brain parts, you know, they, they get, you, you guys get the security down. We're, we're safe. This is a safe place. You know, safe enough to, you know, if it wasn't a safe place, believe me, I wouldn't be comfortable talking to you, you all like this. I'd be... Uh, you know, worried about embarrassing myself. You know, worry. I, but 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 I'm I'm glad you're here. So I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna tell a little tale. I'm gonna talk about some stuff. Maybe I'll throw in Oshkosh, but gosh, maybe I won't. You know, here we are. We're sitting on one of those uh, terraced porches. I don't know, uh, uh, gable. Probably some gabled roofs over us. We're on a chair. It has not only memory foam, but it's one of those rocking chairs at the same time, uh, side by side. Your boyfriend and you. All your wonderful brain parts there. And I'm just going to go on and on. You just pay a little bit of attention to me. But sink into your bed. Sink into your pillow. And let my voice slowly drift away. If you need to come back to it, it'll be here. And I'll be doing my best to keep everybody kind of engaged. If you can't fall asleep for some reason, say, geez, I got some, you know, 
I'll, I'll be here. I'm, I, this story's not going to be total crap. I'll tell you. You know, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put in, I'm gonna put in my hour of of of, of full effort. I'll be present. So if you if you're present too, I, I'm glad to have you along for this uh, strange little ride. But mostly, I'm glad you're here. If this is your first couple times here, uh, yes, maybe your brains. Like, uh, you see, is this a short circuit? Did somebody blow a fuse out? Because it sounds like there's a fuse blown. Because this, what is this guy saying? Does not make any sense. You know, I'm not sure anyone could be this detached from reality. Well, there is. There's one person, Scooter, your boyfriend. He's this detached from reality. Started a podcast, told Lolan Dully to sleep. And just test it out, see if it works for you. I hope it does. If it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. You know, there's some other options out there, and I hope you find what you need. But give this a couple tries. What can I say? You know, even me turn down the volume a little bit, and that'll just sound like... You know, but, but whatever. But mostly I want to tell you, I'm glad you're here, and I really hope, I really desire, I really yearn uh, to help you fall asleep, so thanks for stopping by. Uh, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can find our oldest episodes there, older episodes there. You can find us on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. Just make sure you're subscribed. That way you get the shows as they come out straight to you. If you want to, you know, if you want to catch my, bend my ear, give me your feedback, chit-chat, so you can comment on the website, you can email us, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Uh, you can get me. You can get me on Twitter at dearest scooter. That's that's a quick place to get me. And uh, I try to post sleep-related articles and bloopers there. Also on Facebook. We just went through a wonderful drive for podcast day, where I had a chance, you know, to put my obsessive uh, nature. I said, "Yeah, let me promote a couple of people I know that have podcasts and support." And somehow I ended up. Um, I guess I overdid it in a good way because I said, geez, you know, you, you know, let's, let's podcast it. Let's celebrate some friggin' podcasts here. Uh, so that was, that was pretty busy. So thanks for sticking by me on that. So that's Facebook Sleep With Me Podcast. We have a Facebook group, uh, com slash nods will bring you there. If you can't get enough of the podcast three nights a week, two nights a week, we have Sleep to Strange out Monday and Wednesday nights. Just go to Sleep With Me Podcast. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange if you use an iOS or an Apple device or sleepwithmepodcast.com slash strange Android or just search for it. And that's slightly older episodes of the podcast without the intros in case you don't like the intros. And one thing I've heard from is is people that are, you know, I think I've already pitched this, you know, paint, if you got to watch Water Boil, Paint Dry, you say, geez, these kids, you know, I'm supposed to keep an eye on them, but it's, oh, it's so paint, you know, I need something to distract me while I keep an eye on these kids. You know, Sleep With Me Podcast, slash strange, it's, it'll, it'll kind of distract you, but it, but it won't. You know what I mean. You listen to this podcast already, some of you. Oh, one floating idea by you guys is I'm trying to figure out the planning to make the podcast sustainable. I'm probably going to start figuring out a woman. I've been working on getting somebody in here to help me out with the show, uh, doing some of the production side of it, and that's an ongoing thing.
and I'll probably try to raise some money pretty soon to help pay for that person on Patreon or something, as I've talked about. But then also it's like, that's our stopgap measure so we can get somebody in here. Help me out with the show. Make sure we keep the show going for good. And more than likely at some point, realistically, we're going to have to do both. I've, I've been really working hard to make sure it have sponsors and some kind of donation system. It seems to be what works for the people that are able to keep their podcast going, you know, especially more than one a week. So I'm going to try to figure all that out. But that's, you know, figuring out. But the first thing is to figure out that Patreon stuff. So that'll be coming soon in the next month or two, hopefully. And then we'll have somebody working working with us on the show. And that'll be great. You know, we'll be paying for someone, hopefully a working artist. Uh, give them a little bit of extra money to to pursue their their art or something. I don't know, or you know, future broadcaster. Hopefully, not someone that's going to get my name mixed up like freaking morally safer calls me Derek. But whatever. Uh, so that's it. Thank yous. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful. He does our music. He's got a podcast. Sounds like an earful. I want to thank uh, Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork. I want to thank our our, sleep, our uh, Facebook group moderators, uh, Rachel L to the G, Julie C, Lida S, Laura, and Jennifer B. And then we got a lot of thank yous to get to. I'll get to some now and then some on Tuesday. I want to thank Adrian and Dan who are listening to podcasts, uh, Tom, Betty, Anna, Meg, Dame, and Tara, Brittany, Laura P., all who I heard from from by, via email over on uh, YouTube. I want to thank a long-term uh, you, Mr. YouTube in my book, Sean D. Uh, Vain Glory, thank you. Maggie P., a new YouTube supporter, thank you. And Anton B., a new YouTube supporter. And of uh, Avishai. Avi Shai H. I hope I'm getting that right, Avi. Uh, another great YouTube supporter. Thank you. And then over on Facebook, I think that's what that stands for. Cami M. Lauren. Uh, Jennifer B. Darla. Gary. Uh, Laura. Julie FGC. That's three Julies. Queen Queen. Alexandra, uh, that's all on Facebook. We'll get to Twitter and the U.S. Uh, iTunes reviews. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, uh, but I want to run through the international reviews here. Uh, we, I want to thank Sign, Sig, Cygnus, Sigjana. Uh, I know this is a, something I should be able to pronounce, but a, a, X13. Cygnus, Cygnus, is that right? I'm going down with the Cygnus. I'm going down with the C- uh, X13 from the UK. Uh, who says the show works for them on two levels? Boring, uh, putting them to sleep, but the characters keep them entertained during the, you know, when the brain bots so they can't sleep. Uh, you know, but, you know, that's what I like, Dr. Demento. And they say host is uh, funny, pecu- ha-ha funny, but also peculiar in a nice way. And makes you feel like a community. Well, well, you know, well, I'm your boyfriend. Come on by. And long may you do your boring craziness. Thank you. Then I am cor- corny. I'm corny. Yes, I am. And that was a Swede from Sweden. I am corny. 
you know, if there's any Swedish brides out there, uh, you know, you know it, it, probably not the best idea to marry me. But, but I guess I'm fantasizing because Sweden's got a 30-hour work week. I guess that doesn't apply to podcasters, though. Or maybe it was even better than 30 hours a week. Six hours a day, I guess. Six times six is 36 minus six. So 30-hour work week, yeah. But I am corny. Uh, says that uh, I've always had trouble falling asleep, but this helps. Thank you. Uh, 10 o'clock toast gives us a smiley face, and they listen every night. And don't know what they do without it. Thank you, 10 o'clock toast. But don't have toast after midnight. I know uh, that's don't have toast after midnight. You better not have no toast. Uh, here's one from Canada. Hot Pod says, uh, Five minutes or less, they're asleep. Uh, no incentives to stay awake waiting for more interesting stuff to come. Thank you, Hot Pod. You're, you're better than a Hot Pocket, you know. You're a Canadian Hot Pocket to me. Uh, Lee 51 Ack. Uh, Lee 51 Ack. You know, I ride the 51A bus, Lee, Lee Ack, from the UK. Uh, says there's something about this. It taps into the constant shatters your thoughts and rela- replaces it with a soothing nothingness. Thank you. Uh, insane in the goat brain. Holy moly, that's from Shumpeter Trumpeter from uh, down under Australia, who was laughing about the TED Talks and crying and then couldn't fall asleep, but still gave us a good review. So thank you, Shumpeter Trumpeter. I am insane in the goat brain. Uh, maybe, yeah, or maybe I just have a case of the goat brain. They say, well, this is a man, a man. How does the man do it? He said, well, we've analyzed his brain. It's mostly made up of goat parts. So he has a goat brain. No, that's the strangest thing. His gray matter is actually goat hooves. We've, we've analyzed it. And we've carbon dated it. And it comes from its ancient goat hooves. And so this podcast can't, well, we, you know, would we want to replicate it? We're right about that, Bob. So he's got goat, goat hooves on the brain. He's insane in the goat brain, I guess. It's insane, even for a goat brain. To me, made of goat hooves. Thank you, Shumpeter Trumpeter, for that little uh, fugue state action. And that's it from the worldwide iTunes reviews. If you want to review the podcast, just go sleepingpodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks so much. All right, so we're talking metastasis right now. Our first run through metastasis. This is, uh, I don't know the episode number. I think it's maybe 15. Uh, but we're, I mean, you don't really need to know one because, you know, I'm going to try to put you to sleep at two. Uh, it's the first appearance of Saul Bueno or Goodman, depending on uh, which show you watch, or if you watch both, and you say, "Geez, you know that's best be that's all." You know, who needs numbers uh, when you got you know double dose of brilliance? And it's, it starts out though with uh, Mono. Uh, he's on a bench. He's dealing. There's an old wall behind him. A very very nice scene to set up. Uh, there's graffiti on the wall. There's a yellow, like, what do they call it? Those buckets, the big, bu- you know, big plastic bucket, uh, the utility bucket, I think they probably go as nowadays. Uh, but there's a yellow one of those. It's got a plant in it. Uh, there's Saul posters lined up behind uh, uh, Mono. Mono, Mono. Uh, it says, Quintele Saul. 
lunes y viernes, 11.30 p.m., in case you want to catch it. And then a guy rolls up in sweatpants. Now, I don't want to be pejorative here about sweatpants wears, because, you know, who, who doesn't love a good pair of sweatpants? Uh, so a guy was wearing sweatpants rolls up. I say, okay, he's got sweatpants. Hmm, you know, uh, you know, a couple questions should run through one of his mind. One, what's underneath there? You know, hopefully multiple layers. Uh, two, you know, let's see, geez, how serious is this guy? Is he wearing them for comfort or because he's, you know, given up? Or, you know, spe- you know uh, speed and flexibility. And, say, geez, and I think he was asking himself these questions, Mono, subconsciously at least. But he ends up not trusting his gut in the end. Spoiler alert. But this guy's looking to buy some meth. Mono's talking about the park, I thought. He's trying to make some point. He's very funny. He rubs his head on the guy. Uh, Mono's wearing a shirt number 89, I think. Uh, and then at some point, he checks him for a wire. And then the guy, he keeps almost walking off, and Mono says, oh, no, 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 come back. Uh, now, I know there's a lot of badger lovers out here, but you could rewatch it. You really appreciate yeah, Mono's doing it a little bit differently, but it's still good. Uh, but Mono, he's watching something in the park. He tells the guy the price that he's selling it for. The guy's like, what? And then they make a deal, and then Mono gets busted. And then we have the title sequence, and then we have C-U-E-N, Quintele, maybe. Uh, uh, Saul, uh, it's an advert, it's very cheesy, but a different kind of cheesy than the, uh, Breaking Bad version, but still great. And here's my initial impressions of Saul. Now, let's, you know, hopefully, yeah, let's see how they evolve. But I said, not sure on Saul. And then he has a woman give him an endorsement and a young guy who's wearing a red ox shirt. And then we're at uh, Jose's place. Him and Jane are in bed. Uh, I don't think her name's Jane in this one, uh, but I, I, I figured out her name at some point. Uh, clothes are everywhere. They're in bed, all smiles. Beds, no bed. They're on the floor, you know, in bed on the floor. Uh, probably post-coital, you know, maybe not immediate post-coital chat. And they're laughing and talking, and there's no gracias, she says, because she says she shows him a sobriety chip. And she says, you know, I got to go. You know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, but she doesn't leave on bad terms at all. Just, you know, say, geez, a little bump in the road maybe, or a challenge for the relationship. Uh, the next scene is Cielo and Walter having coffee. They're having breakfast, and they're talking questions. I also noticed there's a carrot painting above a fruit bowl in the living room. Important, you know, these are important things. And you say carrot painting, you know. We could spend a lot of time thinking about the symbolism of that. But, you know, everybody's, you, you see, you're looking for something with a no stalk or a stalk. <clears throat> you know, what are your metaphorical and artistic views or, you know, on, on carrot stalks? Or are you more of a, you know, you know, you need a pointillistic carrot or a, uh, you're looking for something more still life, abstract, you know, how we got a couple iron carrots. We haven't been, you know, we just put those on discount, cast iron carrots. 
but I don't think they had that conversation, uh, you know, because they had already purchased the painting at some point before the series started. But it's above a fruit bowl, as I said, in the living room. Cielo's brown bag in her lunch. I put brown in quotes, so I don't know if she was using an actual brown bag or I put it in quotes like wink, wink. And then there's like a K with Walt or her. Oh, she's like, what's with the Walt? What's with the look, Walt? And then I put, she gives a sexy move and then she says, you know, get, get like a little deflection move. She does this little sexy move for, that's like a subtle sexy. I said, wow, whoa. And then she says, how about we some order us some pizza tonight, Walty Poo? And she gives him a long kiss goodbye and a little chow. And then the phone rings. It's a woman calling Walt. I wasn't sure. He jumps to the phone, and I figured out it was Maria because he says, Henry, what? And then he goes over to Maria's house. She's talking to Walt. She's nervous. She's like, I need your help, man, seriously. And they go up to the bedroom, and Walt knocks, and uh, Henry's like, no, Maria, no, no, gracias, or something. And Henry's in bed, clothes, you know, doing the old, looks depressed, to be honest with you, and I've been there, like, clothes, staring, not even covers on him, you know, middle of the day. He look, he's in rough shape, you know. Uh, but then he jumps out of bed. I put CSMS, I don't know what that means. Oh, seems out of it, that's what I said, you know, rubbing his, you know, even though he was in a sleep, he seemed out of it, or like he was, you know, ugh. a lethargic, I guess, or malaised. And then they talk side by side, kind of. I noticed the way they shot the positioning of both the characters in both uh, uh, Metastasis and Breaking Bad was different. Uh, but but both like they weren't side by side. They weren't face to face. They were they were sitting on different sides of the bed uh, with some space in between them. But you know, so they could kind of talk and look at each other. And Henry's like, "What did Maria tell you?" And something like, "Do you have any experience with this or something?" And then it's like, "Yeah." And then Walt makes a real nice point. You know, I mean, I don't I think because I don't speak Spanish really good at all. But from a body language, it looks like it. But then it, all of a sudden it gets weird, and Henry's mouth is kind of open, and he's kind of staring, he's got a frown. And then Henry's out of focus, and then he comes back into focus all the time Walt's talking. And so I said, well, I don't know if, if Walt nailed it as much as my initial impression was. And then Walt, and the next scene is Walt and Jose Miguel Jose Miguel, uh, Count Plata, you know, Count Mad, Mad Fat Stacks. And they're running through one of those bill counters, and then uh, Walt says, count it again uh, in Spanish. I don't think I knew, but I think, you know, just because he said it, you know, with a gesture. And then Walt finds a bracelet on the floor. He's like, uh, what's this, you know? And then they argue about Tonto Jefe. And then uh, he says, you know, you got to call Mano. Jose Miguel calls him, but he doesn't answer. Otrevez, he says. Uh, so then he calls Gordo. He's like, where's Mono? Uh, see or no? And then he goes, K? And then he goes, Vale. And he tells Wall, he's like, Mono's been nailed, man. And then we jump to Henry's workplace. Uh, and he's back at work. Old Henry's out. The guy with the weird voice is there. He only gets a couple lines. 
but the guy's got a robotic voice. I don't, and I don't think it's. I think it's just his voice. I don't think it's uh, uh, due to anything. So I don't know if that's more hurtful or less hurtful that it's his natural voice. And people say, oh, "Geez, Scooter, you're," you know. I say, "Yeah, I can respect it." Uh, but I just find the guy's voice. He doesn't get a lot of lines. His voice sounds uh, robotic. I don't know how else to say it. And I don't know if he has a name or a corresponding character on Breaking Bad. I don't think there's anybody on Breaking Bad, though, with a robotic voice that I know about. Now I lost my spot. Let's see. I'm just looking at my notes for weird voice. There it is. Guy with weird voice. My finger's on it, so. Is there. Gomez, and you can tell Gomez knows something's up with Henry. And if I also put Henry's got another nice shirt on, I don't think I wrote any details about it. But then him and Gomez are alone, and Henry gets really irritated with Gomez. Uh, then we're in a police basement. Mono's down there, and he's kind of getting the business from the cop that busted him and trying to deflect, and then Saul shows up, Saul Bueno, and he, he's got, he, he said, this time I said, he's got some nice flair going, and uh, he's a bit silly, and that I might be able to jump in. I don't know what that means. Maybe I, 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 maybe he jumps in. I don't know. Maybe that was his line, or maybe I'm going maybe I'm gonna embrace this Saul Bueno. But he says to the cap, you know, hey, hey, hit the road. And then he's talking to Mono. I can't read my writing, Mar. Oh, Mono's real name, which I can't read. So, and then he he looks up his file, but he gets the wrong file. Uh, which seems to make somebody nervous. And then uh, Saul starts talking to Mono about meth, which makes him... Uh, uh, and then he tells him how much it's going to be. He says, get hold of your mom or dad. Then Mono starts to look nervous. But then Saul leaves. He's talking on his phone, I think via Bluetooth. He takes a pill. I said, oh, that's weird. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, he said some uh, vitamins on the second run-through. I just, you know, wanted to diffuse that nervousness. And then he runs into Henry, the robot cop, I think, or the undercover cop, I'm not sure, and Gomez. And that's very comical. He takes a Gomez, Henry's like, let's take a picture, and uh, Saul flips the picture off. But he takes a picture with Henry, he puts up his middle finger. And I said, I said, well, geez, no, I'm sorry, I like this. I like the cut of this guy's jib. I like the cut of his suit. And then they say, malo, malo. Then he makes a joke about them being the three stooges or something. And then he says to him, carpe diem, boys, carpe diem. And then we have Walt, Walt and Jose at a, uh, Saul's office. They're in the car. Jose tells the legend of Saul Bueno to Walt. He explains to Walter that it seems this is another price of business. But Walt's like, I'm not going in there, by the way. And then they discuss it. Then Walt goes in. He goes all undercover. He's got a fake name, a disguise. Uh, he goes into Saul's. He's in the waiting room. Then he goes in the office. Saul's talking a mile a minute. Uh, Walt pays him. He tells him something about Mono being under a house arrest. Uh, they talk about uh, anti-narcoticos, and they're looking into looking for a Heisenberg, and, and then maybe that's part of the deal. And Walt tells them, "Oh no, no way!" And then they talk for a while, 
And then Walt tells him, no, there's no deals, no deals. And then uh, some of the hems he goes out, he tells Jose about it. And then it's night and uh, Saul's leaving his office. Uh, Saul leaves his office with his secretary. Uh, Walt and Jose, they say, hey, let's go outside and let's have a more private conversation. We're going to, but they're wearing, uh, uh, they're wearing the ski, ski outfits. So uh, Saul doesn't recognize them at first because it looks like they're going skiing. He says, that's weird. But then they're talking, and at some point Saul even yells out in English, and then they're asking him lots of questions to see if he's a good lawyer or not. Uh, you know, a test to see if he can really free Mono. Mono. Uh, but something seems useless. Uh, Jose does most of the talking, but he kind of messes up while it gives him a dirty look. Uh, yeah, I said, but it messes up a bit by the look of Walt. Uh, then they have him, and then, oh, and then Walt has a coughing fit, which gives him away, you know, because Saul's like, because he had coughed in Saul's office. And then Saul says, hey, give me some, you know, give me, give me some money each. He makes a pitch to be the lawyer. And, you know, now we'll have a deal to represent you. Then they talk about Mono again. They go back to the office, and they're talking about another guy. I said, well, okay. And they talk for a while, a good while, and then it seems like there's good news and there's bad news, and it's going it's to cost you some money. Then they dump the money on the desk. Uh, then Mono's with Henry in the interview basement with uh, Saul and the other two cops. And Henry wants to know who, who Heisenberg, oh, Aver Nombre Por Vador. And he says, Heisenberg. And he says, who is he? He says, he's old, he's bald. And then they, they release him, or, or they, uh, I think, let's see, they release him. The cops follow and observe. Uh, that's not exactly what happened, but that was my first impression, I guess, because I didn't know what was going to happen. And then Walt and Jose pull up at the same time. They almost get spotted by Henry and the other two cops who are observing Mono. Uh, and then he sits down next to some bald guy, and they seem to be making a deal. Uh, but it's the wrong bald guy, I guess. So then Juan Jose have to run interference. And it's a great scene seeing Walt, uh, Walt Blanco and uh, Walter White play dumb. And Henry's sucking in a lollipop, I noticed. Tootsie Pop, I'm about 99% sure. He distracts him enough to get uh, Mono with the right bald guy. The cops arrest that bald guy. And it was some kind of set-up uh, fake but I wasn't sure at the time. And then the undercover cop's very pleased as they're doing all the arresting stuff, but Henry's not. He's just staring and sucking on his lollipop. And then Jose uh, uh, gets home, but when he walks into his apartment, he's like, something's not right here. Is it too clean? And then it's like, oh, it's a new mattress. And then Jane comes over, and they talk about the new bed. And then they get, you know, then they put the bed down. And they gets really uh, romantic, uh, uh, like a lot of making heavy petting, I would say, was going on. Uh, and then we have Walt in his classroom grading papers. And this may have been when Saul Bueno earned my trust, at least, with this role. Because he rolls in to let know, you know, Walt know he knows uh, some stuff. 
he, he tells him lots of, I don't even, I cannot read that, N-E-C-I-A-T-A-T-A-R, nah, uh, necessary stuff maybe, Mesotamos, I don't know. And then Walt's like, oh, like, what do you mean? And then he's like, yeah, you're exactly like Vito Corleone. You need a concierge, you know. And he goes, so, so, so you've mixed a couple of chemistry metaphors. And then he's like, all right, I'll see you, Otracosa, Dobale. And then he snaps and he does these, uh, does a couple moves, which were a riot. I think he even says Better Call Saul. And then the spy music plays and the episode ends. And it was, you know, it was a good episode. So that was our first run through Metastasis. Okay, so now we're talking Breaking Bad. It's season two, episode eight, uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, which you know when this this is one of these performance. Well, we'll we can talk about that another time. But <clears throat> I mean, I can't believe this episode came right after the Narco Corridos episode because it's like, man, how much brilliance can you get this close together? And it'll be interesting since we're doing a more uh, well weekly. But uh, for me, I'm watching it. Uh, but it'll be interesting because since we're doing this in a telenovela, well, I guess we're watching it weekly. But, uh, you know, to see Jesus, his season's only got two episodes left. Not going to slow us down, but it'll be interesting to see how the plot plays out. Uh, but we have Badger, he's sitting there. He he looks very young, I put. And he's wearing the headphones. There's a, a Better Call Saul. He's on a Better Call Saul bus bench. I think he has a soda. I couldn't figure out what he was drinking. Uh, he's at a kid's park. There's uh, two sets of mosaic around things. I think they used to be, I don't know what they were called. Actually, I do. I almost had it as a bus something. There were these round things that used to be at bus stops. And I think they might have had the bus schedules, but mostly they were covered in ads and flyers and stuff. Now, this may, this park here, they took those things or something similar and made it into art. So they have these beautiful mosaics. One looks like it might be a memorial to something. But look, you know, it was nice. Good, you know, good on Albuquerque to the ABQ. And Badger's kind of singing. I put his early son, so early days son. Then a skinny guy rolls up. And a couple more notes. Uh, Badger should, I put Badger should trust his gut. And I also said, man, I'd like to, Badger is so at ease in the world. Uh, but he says, hey, you know, he basically says, hey, I think you're a cop. And he says, oh, no, I'm not a cop. He says, come on. He's like a flower van. He goes, you guys should have a garbage truck. No one would think of that, you know. And and it's, it's a very com- comedic scene. I'm not even going to butcher it by, uh, you know, messing up any of the dialogue. But, you know, he's giving the cap a hard time, and the cap is doing this dejected thing. Uh, but Badger's really pushing him around, and Badger's like, well, i got to figure out if you're a cop or not. And he's like, you know what, the the, the cop, he's like, forget it, I'm not going to buy anything. And then Badger's like, well, go run over to that park and harass somebody. Uh, you know, that'll prove you're not a cop. And the guy's like, no, 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 that that's, I don't do that. And he says, uh, he goes, if I tell you, if you ask me if I'm a cop, I have to tell you. It's like in the Constitution or something. And he says, the Constitution of America? 
And he says, yeah, go go ahead and ask. And Badger says, are you a cop? And he says, no, 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 not like that. Like a fish, ask it, official. And he says, are you a police officer? He says, I'm not a police officer. And the Badger says, okay. And then he says, yeah. And then he says, hey, busted. And then we have the Better Call Saul ads. I tried, I tried to pause it a bunch of times. I saw in the streaming, like, uh, words, it says, not actual clients paid represented, representing testimonials. Something on file. I don't know. I can't read my writing. Say habla espanol. But it's hilarious. It says, uh, you know, you know, one guy crashes his car. Saul says, yeah, the Constitution tells you have rights. And he goes, that's why I fight for you, Albuquerque. You better call Saul. Uh, but it's a really funny ad. You should see it. You know, it just sty- stylistically is beautiful. And then that's on Jesse's TV, we see. And we realize that it's Jesse and Jane embedded. Their pillow talk's a little bit less pillowy than the talk in Columbia. Uh, but not in a negative way. Just you see, Jesse's like, geez, I'd like to get high. And Jane's like, don't. And she's like, I know you've been getting high, so cut it out. And she goes, my dad has a good nose. And Jesse's like, why is he cut you? She's like, oh, yeah, a lot. And Jesse's like, are you sure you don't want to smoke? And she's like, whatever, I, you know. And, and Jesse's like, what, what What do you mean? And she goes, here, I've been sober 18 months, you know. And she's like, you know, I, I, I can't get high. And Jesse's, Jesse's cool, but he says, oh, recovery, that's cool, right on, I respect that. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm cutting back on smoking, you know, once in a while, but not in the house anymore. And then she's, he's like, you want to go get some dinner? She's like, no, I better go. And Jesse's like, is this real awkward or a little bit? And she's like, no, no, because she's like, your satellite's turned on and you got that badass TV. Uh, also, some notes. Uh, I noticed Jane seemed a little more pensive at first, but then, and Jesse was more cutesy than Jose Miguel. And she did, she, she, when she rolls out of bed, she does a two handed hair toss or chip 18 months sober. And then we have Walt's house in a time lapse. His house number is 308, just in case you need to know that. Uh, Skyler's making pasta salad for lunch, for her lunch. And then her and Walt are talking, and somebody says, you look, you look nice. And Skyler kind of shakes her head like, what's with the accusation face? And, you know, Walt's trying to guilt her about being at work. And she's like, well, I got, you know, I got stuff to do. And tell, tell Walt Jr. to wash his shoes. And she says, yeah, we'll order some pizza tonight. And then the phone rings after Skyler's. Walt lets it go to voicemail, but it's Marie. And she's in a panic for Skyler. And Walt picks up. He says, what's up? And so then he goes over to Marie's house. And he's like, what happened? She's like, you know, I got home yesterday. I found him in bed. He, she's like, he wouldn't tell me anything. And, you know, a bunch of stuff went down at work. And Steve Gomez told me everything. And, but, you know, Hank's acting with all his coworkers and then getting back in bed and saying he's fine and leave me alone. And then you know, Walt's like, well, let me see what I could do here. Uh... Also, as they go upstairs, they notice there's a lot of art in the house. They have a big rug tapestry. Uh, They have a flower pot in front of a beach still life. 
And then when Marie gets the door, she has a very soft knock, a light knock. And then Marie nods. Hank's in bed. His eyes are closed. He says, baby, not now. And then uh, Walt says, hey, it's me, buddy. And he says, hey. He goes, "Uh, what's up? And he goes, I got a stomach ache. And he says, don't get too close to me. Also noticed, uh, you know, Hank sits up, and then they're both sitting on the bed, as I said in the last one. It's interesting how they're sitting. There's lots of purple and purple flowers in Marie and Hank's bedroom. Uh, But they're kind of sitting corner to corner on the same side of the bed. And Walt's kind of looking back over his shoulder at Hank. Uh, The front of his body's turned away from him. And while they're talking, I'll talk about what they're saying, but uh, Hank kind of looks at Walter and they're talking. I said, talking about talking, I don't know what that means. Uh, But Hank's mouth's open a lot of the time. And like it was similar to Metastasis, he's just staring with his own, own uh, his open mouth. But Hank's like, yeah, this, this job's darker than I thought it was be. And, you know, I'm just trying to do, do trust my gut and do my job, but it's wearing on me. And uh, Walt says, you know, don't do my talk it out with somebody. And Hank's like, well, I can't talk to a shrink. That's not good for my work. And Walt's like, what about Marie or me? And Hank's like, listen, buddy, I, I don't know, but we, you and I, we don't have a lot in common when it comes to this stuff. He says, uh, experiential overlap. And then again, Walt, like, Jesus, stuff, when you look at it, Walt says, well, what if I told you we do? But then the pathological lying Walt, a brilliant liar. I mean, I don't know if there's been a character that could lie this good with a, with a believability to what's driving the lies, where it's like, okay, he's not just uh, totally delusional as he's lying. It's at least, uh, I guess, or it's like, gee, Scooter, you really are just isolated. I can relate to these lies uh, because they're grounded in truth because he says, he says, uh, you know, Hank, I've spent my whole life scared, you know, frightened of things that could happen, might happen, might not happen. He goes, but ever since I got sick, I, I, I'm just fine. I don't worry. And he said, because fear, that's the worst of it. That's the real enemy. He said, so get up and get out in the world and, you know, kick, kick fear in, in the face. And then the next scene is Jesse and Walter counting stacks. Uh, Jesse's in on another crazy freaking outfit on. His jacket is like almost like a silk sateen robe. It is brilliant. And they're like, you know, count the money again. Jesse's like, oh, you know, this is going to be, we're going to be mad stacks. And Walt's like, hey, I want this thing running all day long. And then Walt's like, uh, we're, we're, we're short money. And he, Jesse's like, don't freak out. He goes, Badger's short. And Walt's like, well, fine. You tell him to get to get the money. He can, you know, because well, Jesse's like, he's going to pull all night. He's getting rest. And, you know, Jesse, Jesse's like, well, he's going to pay us. And Walt's like, you're not his friend. You're his boss. He needs to be scared of you. So he calls him, goes to voicemail. 
And just like, just count your money. And then he calls, he says, hey, Campbell, you know where Badger's at? Don't cover up. And he, he, they, they said, then he goes, oh, dear. And then he says, well, they're scared to tell me Badger's busted in jail. And then the next scene we see Hank on the elevator. He's clearly still stressed out, but he's still faking it when he gets the office off the elevator. And he's acting all cheery. And then he's alone with Gomez. He's, like, reading these letters or rereading them, uh, but not really reading them because he's, like, shifting them back. And, and Gomez is like, hey, are you okay? Because he just keeps shifting the letters. And Wolf's like, what's up? He's like, well, I heard from the Albuquerque PD. We got some balloon mass over there. You want to go by and check it out? And then, you know, Hank's like, oh, boy. And then we have Badger and the cop in the interview room. And Badger's like, you told me you weren't a cop. Uh, you manipulated me. I thought we were going to be friends. And he says, do you go by Badger or Brandon? And, and Badger says, uh, you know, I don't like people that abuse the Constitution. And then the cop is, you know, he says, tell me who your supplier is. And then we have the entrance. I mean, one of the great, uh, oh, geez, I don't even know, but, but Bob Odenkirk shows up here as uh, Saul Goodman and just takes a show that was already great, turns it up not just to 11, but probably to 12, and it makes an entrance that is just, uh, wow. And he says, hey, you sneaky peek, what are you doing talking to my client? He goes, he goes where'd they find you? You're, you're so young. And then he said, hey, Badger, I hope you haven't said anything at all. Uh, he goes, vocal cords or Twitter, you know, we'll talk later. And he says, hey, you get out of here, you know, have your you know, kindergarten teacher give you a bo- bo- like a bo- juice box and take a nap. And then he says, okay, so who are you? And it was Brandon Mayhew. He says, okay, oh, boy. He goes, you're arrested for doing some ridiculous stuff outside. So why don't you do that at home? He goes, no, no, I was selling meth. And then he's like, oh, okay, sorry, transpositional error. He goes, we'll wipe that out. He goes, oh, felony. And it just seems like so confident. Uh, he's wearing a gold pin. He says, all right, I get you off for four four thousand six hundred fifty bucks. He goes, I'll write that out to you. I promise I'll give you the best representation. You know, make it to Ice Station Zebra Associates. That's my loan out for taxes. And then he rolls out of there. He's on the phone. He's on his Bluetooth. He stops at a water fountain. He's like, all right, you know, Francesca, hit me with the next few people. And he's like, what was with the switcheroo with uh, these two clients? And then he sees Hank and Gomi. He says, what are you guys talking about, my client? And Hank you know, says, hey, you, you, I hate your commercials and I don't like you. And then, you know, Saul really gets them back. Uh, it's hilarious stuff. Uh, but he's like, huh, why are you guys looking for Jesse? I mean, wh- what do you guys want in this badger? And then we have uh, Walt and Jesse outside. And again, Jesse's like, hey, this is the cost of doing business, man. And Walt's like, well, why don't we get him a real attorney? And this is, again, another very famous, as far as I'm concerned, uh, piece of dialogue from Aaron Paul, almost as big as when he says, uh, you know, I never knew whatever he said, you know, Breaking Bad at your age. Because, well, so she said, why don't we get a real lawyer? What is this place? Who hires this guy? And Jesse's like, this is the guy you want. This is the guy I'd want to protect me. 
He goes, this guy got Emilio off twice. He goes, he's a Houdini. And he goes, well, when, when things get tough, you don't want a criminal lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer. Uh, I, I can't do it. And I think he says attorney, doesn't he? A criminal attorney? Maybe. I don't know, but it was so good, uh, Aaron Paul, in that scene. He says, don't worry about Badger. will keep his mouth shut. He goes, we just pay this money, you know, we'll deal with it. And then they argue about who's going to go inside. They flip a coin, even though Walt's like, hey, you look like his typical client. And Jesse's like, thanks for nothing, jerk. And then they're like, oh, Mr. Mayhew, I noticed uh, America, America the Beautiful or something was playing in the waiting room while Walt waits. And then when they go into Saul's office, the design is just so, of the set of the office is so good. And then Bob Odenkirk, he's just, he he's putting on a clinic here as far as like, he says, oh, geez, what's with you in the outfit? He goes, Are you D.B., I found, I'm going to call everybody, say I found D.B. Cooper. And he's like, you know, pleasure to meet you. He goes, Mayhew, is that Irish or English? And Walt's like, ah, Irish. He goes, well, yeah, I'm really McGill, but that Saul Goodman sounds better. And he's like, good things. Your nephew's going to get off. Just give me the money. He goes, we just got to have him right out to the DEA. And Walt's like, what? He goes, yeah, you, you know your nephew's a drug dealer, right? And Walt's like, yeah, but why the DEA? He goes, yeah, they're going after some Heisenberg. Don't worry about it. He goes, this is good news. He's going to get off no problem. And Walt's like, we should, we need to review our options. And he goes, there's no options. He goes, make the deal or go to jail. And Walt's like, well, what if this Heisenberg is mad about it? And Saul's like, he's he's got to make this deal. Uh, Saul's like, he can't go to prison. He won't last in prison. So, And Walt's like, no, no, you don't understand. Heisenberg's a real, you know, serious dude. And he goes, did you hear about that? He's got a ATM, walking ATM machine. And Saul's like, no, 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 that was one of my clients. And Walt's like, what if I give you $10,000 to, uh, you know, figure it out? And then Walt was out. Then the next scene to him and Jesse. And Walt's like, he wouldn't take the bribe. He was all morally outraged. He was, you know. And Jesse's like, oh, dear, what's going to happen? And Jesse Badger's going to spill like the Exxon Valdez. Walt was also had like a, almost like a Simpsons shadow because he had an Isotopes uh, baseball hat with a big A on it. And then it's nighttime, and they take they say, "Hey, Saul, let's go talk." As he comes out of his office, he's hitting on Francesca first, his secretary. And they take him, and they say, "Hey, we we need to talk privately." And then for those of you that watch Better Call Saul, a couple of possible hints, he says, hey, what do you guys want? It wasn't me. It was Ignacio. He's the one. And then he's talking in Spanish, like, speaking English. He goes, are you here with Lalo? Oh, no? Okay, good. What do you guys need? And they're like, yeah, we're figuring out this Brandon thing, Brandon Mayhew. Uh, you got to figure it out. And but Saul still, even though he's nervous, he's still kind of really playing it cool. He's he's still trying to fit, figure out. He's like, Jesus, why don't you do this or why don't we try this? And they're like, no deals with the FDA. And they're like, why are you so worried about this badger? You know, you could just have him move. You know, far. You know, because we have a beautiful place with puppies. You know, where puppies go to live. 
because why are you coming after me? And they say, no, 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 it's Bar Badger Man. And then Walt starts coughing. Uh, right after some of us, Celine Dion, Saul says he's going to sing like Celine Dion. And then Walt starts coughing. He's like, I know who you are, Mr. Mayhew. He goes, and then even uh, to win us over even more, he helps. He says, hey, just calm down and let's, let's get you breathing first. Cough it out. You know, take you know, make sure you're going to get some air. And then he's like, I got bad knees. So it's another better call Saul thing to remember. Bad knees. I don't know maybe why, but maybe. And he says, let's work this out. Each of you give me a dollar. Then we have attorney-client privilege. And then he's like, let me see what you look like, Jesse. You know, no more ski outfits. And then they're both looking through their wallets, which was funny, both Walt and Jesse. And then Jesse's like, I only have a five. He's like, okay, give it to me. And it was also cool, the setting, because they pulled out a couple of times, and there was brake lights and wind sounds. So it was really good. And then he even said, he says, okay, I feel like I'm here with the weather underground. That was another one. And then we have, uh, let's see, we have Hank Badger and Saul. And they're like, oh, you got us off. He's like, who, who, he goes, who's your supplier? He goes, Heisenberg. He's like 50 or 70 years old. You know, general, generally looks like a general dude, bald dude. And Hank's like, oh, interesting. And then we have... Uh, Saul, Jesse, and Walt talking at Saul's office, and he's telling about this guy, James Edward Kelly, and Jimmy in and out who goes to, you know, he'll, he'll go back to prison, you know, for money. But Walt's like, I also take 60% of the money or something, you know, for facilitating that. Jesse's like, whoa, geez, because it costs 80 G's. And Saul takes 50, and James Kilkelly gets 30. And then he's like, you know, this is the cost of doing business, you know. And he's like, 80 G's and a pound of meth. And he, he, there's even a, more, a couple other theme thematic things next. He's like, this is Jimmy Guys for real, a guy that wants to go to prison? And he says, there's more than one kind of prison. Oh, the, I think that was when they were, that was when the... After they meet Saul, and then they go to spy on uh, Badger and the cops. Yeah, because Badger's over there making the deal, and then Walt's like, where the hell is Jimmy? Yeah, then there's there's more one kind of prison. Then Badger's with a guy on the wrong bench, and Walt's like, oh boy. And this is hilarious, man. Brian Cranston can play dumb like nobody's business. It's so funny. But Badger goes to the wrong guy. He goes, where's the stuff, man? But then, you know, Walt makes a movie. He says, Jesse, you go tell Badger I'll do it. And he goes, Hank, jeez, I thought it was you. And the other cop's like, Schrader, I can't see. Hank's like, well, this isn't a good time. He goes, are you okay, Frank? Or Hank? (laughs) Frank. Hank's like, "We're, we're working. Get out of here. He's like, oh, working, like DEA working, going down. And then meanwhile, Jesse's like, Badger, the other bench, go to the other bench. And then Walt's like, okay, uh, I'll, I'll just leave you guys alone. We can talk about it. And he's like, floor it, floor it. He goes, uh, should I go forward or backwards? I'll get out of the way. And at some point, music starts playing. Maybe that was before or Walt rolled up on Hank. And then he's like, go. Walt's like, I'm, I'm sorry. 
And then, you know, Badger makes the deal. They see that with Jimmy. And before the cops even get there, Jimmy puts his hands up right away, which was pretty funny. And then they show the bus. They show Hank watching it, but he's not really buying it, you could tell. And then Jesse gets home. He's got his new bed. And Jane comes. She's like, hey, let the delivery guys in. And she's like, so you bought a bed. And this was awesome scene. Jesse just throws the bed down. Uh, Jesse just throws the bed down with authority. And then him, they throw down. And I was like, man, you know, no heavy padding, you know, straight to, you know, straight to the next scene, actually. But, you know, straight to the network broadcast imagination. I guess it wasn't on a network, but, you know, anyway, not important. And then we have Walt grading papers, and Saul rolls in and laughs, and this scene is worth a rewatch. He goes, uh, he goes, you really are a chemistry teacher. He's like, I'm more of a humanities guy. And Walt's like, how'd you find me? He's like, yeah, you should, he goes, it should be hard to find you. You're right. He goes, my PI found you. He goes, he charged me for three hours, so he found you in one. And Walt's like, what are you going to go against me? And he goes, no, no, I'm your lawyer. This is privilege. I'm not shaking you down. Because everyone needs lawyers, even drug dealers, especially drug dealers. And Walt's like, what are you doing this out of the kindness of your heart? And uh, Saul just laughs. He goes, have you seen how much I charge you? He goes, where do you keep the money? Please don't tell me it's like in a, you're hiding it in a mattress or a jelly jar. And he goes, this is going to keep happening, Walt. And he goes, if I can find you, the cops are going to find you. And Walt's like, Walt's still trying to be his cool detective. He goes, what are you offering? And he goes, I'll do what Tom Hagen did for Vito Corleone. And Walt goes, yeah, I'm not, no Vito Corleone. He goes, yeah, he goes, no shit. Right now you're Fredo. Uh, but he says, he goes, yeah, well, if I do, if you work with me, he goes, uh, you, you got some quality stuff. I think we could do stuff. He goes, anything that gets those DEA guys to spend out of shape is worth big money. And he goes, I'd love to be a small and silent part of it. And he goes, so anyway, I got to roll out of here. But if you know, if you want to make money and keep money, better call Saul. And I mean, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I think they changed the way they were writing the show because Bob Odenkirk was so good. And then we have a metastasis where it's different, but it's a different Saul. But it's, I wouldn't say as good, but different, but also good. All right. So that, that's it for Breaking Bad. All right, it's time for the red pen run-through. And the first thing I wrote down was, uh, uh, eh, let's see, eh. Let me check my vowels. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah, it's ah, eh, o, a, e, o, ah, eh, o. So I think I'm ready there. Oh, wait, I don't even need to close this. Okay, say it. So let's see, where, so s, s, eh. Estos cuates son muy bravos. Estos cuates son muy bravos. No tiene hey, piado, lo. Eh, entonces que camino. I don't know I, but that's too soon. Disque, eh, disque. Oh yeah, see there you guys just that was just, you guys just heard a learning moment. I'm not even being because I've been saying Diz K, 
but isn't it eh, right? So diska. That makes more sense when trying to hear it, because I think that's really diska. They don't say diska like I do, clearly, because they're speaking in Spanish. But that might have been a breakthrough. I'm not even, and maybe more in my, when you're my hearing. What do they call that when you can hear it? Uh, but whatever, diska. Instead of diska, they say, yes, yeah, Scooter, not many people use the, the you know, speaking of lulling, lulling tones all the time, especially on TV shows. Diska. Okay. Eh, right? Maybe. Uh, piado. Uh, piado. Uh, claro, la tomba ahí montada. La basura, la basura. Con los guantes y todo. Uh, then we get a little suerte. No soy tombo. Oh, um, oh. Oh, wait, did we learn out? Yeah, we did, right? Oh. Uh, que se la coche. Yeah, sepia. Asuelo. Testigos. Uh, cuente le aso. Uh, primero de venos pensar o comprar una cama. Uh, Juana, that's Jane's name, Juana. Juana. O foto. Uh, veces. Así de bien lo hajo. Okay. Eh. Que. Que. Yeah, see, I've been doing eh. Eh, too much. I think if I just go que instead of que, like the guy from South Mke, it's just que. Mke. Mke. Yevo. Uh, something I scribbled out. Meses. Oh, 16 meses. Siente maybe. Sientes. One of those three scratches and could say siete. Ocho nueve diez. Don't say doce. Que se catorce. Uh, 16 uh, 16, right? Uh, llevo 16 meses sin consumir. Oye, pero no, no está, no, es, eh, es, es. Brava, uh, conmigo, oh, cierto. Maybe this cutting it off instead of, you know, but that's, they say, well, that's not lulling soothing tones. And they say, well, that's why we're doing 60 plus episodes of this, so we learn as we go, buddy. Wait, we're doing six, really doing six. Let's Abuseando. Si él lo sabe. Obedamos bien. Marmota que los pongos. Contigo por venir. ¿Qué pasa? Con mucho gusto. Aviso. Matarón. Matarón. Oh, oh, matarón. Matarón. I mean, I don't know the consonants, so I'm not trying to be funny, honestly. Run. Run. Who be area? Who? who oh, I don't know you. Who be area? Who area? No. Taba. Ah, aba. Nadia. Uh, subo. Minas. Uh, Bengaza. You mean me no? Uh, sepa a quedar. Quiere hablar uh, del asunto. Uh, pensa, pensado. Como le digo, asuntado, carga, cargado, a pánico, afrontar la realidad. ¿Por qué se lo merecerán? I have a couple English notes in here. We haven't come across them there, though. Otra vez, carajo, esto es suyo, uh, dormido, en cargo, hablo bien. Uh, oh, here we go. Much slicker bald head. What does that say? 
I think it says Walter. Walter Blanco has a way slicker head than Walter White. I mean, in a good way. I don't mean, I don't think you can have a slick head in it. Well, I guess you could, but his looks good, man. I'm, I'm telling you. And then Contarme, uh, Tomba, Maraco, Orden and Orden, Conose, Camine, Un Perfecta Felonia, Afuera, Ucio, Esa es mi empresa de prestamos muy medical. Era una broma. Malo al chiste. <coughs> uh, Tintirio Fantoche. I just love that one. Ya ve cuando un criminal necesita que lo defenden otro criminal. You don't need a criminal attorney, you need a criminal attorney. Uh, prometo falta siga conjunto testigos. We know that's witnesses. Or I remember there's witnesses. Buenelo. Uh, como encornino fue, fue, fue quien misas orden yema se por, soporta uh, amigazo rodillas salvo con un muppet. A él le gusta este encorado. Mago, malpardito, payoso, viejo, mediano, cowboy man, piado, pobre, raro, bajase, yo dimos cruce, bayase, baya, otra banca, caigan, suelo, dobale, abogando, cobro, en ellos, todavía, piénsalo. And I think that's it for the red pen roster, but we're going to go, we'll go right into the language learning here. All right, so the language learning part of that, eso cuate son muy bravos. These guys are very brave. Uh, no TNA, A, A, there is no. Piado uh, is caught? I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to, I don't know how I'm going to do this because, oh, oh, sorry about this. Okay, sorry, but again, it's just a new system of doing the translation. It doesn't. It works good in the translating part, but not in the translating. It's a boring. And I still don't know if it's going to work here. Piato is caught. Uh, then, yeah, this thing going to work. I'll be back. Uh, well, I just got to pause it here. Okay, we're going to just have to do our best here. Uh, entonces, then, maybe, K way. No, this is not going to work. Sorry, folks. I guess I'll delete all this uh, shit. So this will be in the bloopers. So I might as well explain. So I had been doing it in Google Spreadsheet, which I said, I don't know why I stopped. I guess because it's harder to input a lot of words, you know, because you got to keep going down to the next cell. You say, Scooter, you just hit a function, a function or something. I don't know, but... When I'm typing all these Spanish words in, and then I have it translate, but instead I just do it into a Google sheet document and then translate the whole thing. But then I use my iPad, I can't use two tabs. I want you to use the app. And I got one translated copy and one original copy. So, and it's not like I'm used to using tabs to say, okay, let's go to the, you know, or so just a little screw up, but uh, I'll figure it out, you know. And it will be done, so you won't even notice. So don't worry about it. All right, it's time for the language learning portion. A little pro tip. Uh, don't use 
uh, Google uh, Sheets on your phone, on your iPad, because it's you can can't you open up two tabs to switch between the document and the translated document, uh, which I think happened to me last week, but somehow I forgot. So stick with uh, just, uh, stick with spreadsheets, I guess. But I have a solution. I have my laptop and uh, iPad here. Let's take a breath here. Man, if everything's well in the world. I don't know, something just hit select. I didn't touch the iPad, it just did select all. Weird. Okay, whoa, I think my iPad might be possessed. Why? Okay, that's fine, you're wanting, you're wanting to mess with me. This, uh, this iPad's just trying to teach me tolerance and kindness and compassion. I understand. Okay, so it serves out estos cuates son muy bravos. These guys are very brave. No TNA. Hey, there is no. Piado caught. Entonces que then. Camino way. I should know that. Dizque, supposedly. We're going to learn that one. Uh, Dizque. Piado stripped. Oh, I thought it was hair. Uh, claro lo tromba ahí montada la basura la basura con los guantes y todo uh, clear the ahí tomba mounted garbage garbage with gloves and everything uh, so that didn't translate very well uh, uh, C Pia uh, catches C uh, I'll swallow the ground get on the ground testigos witnesses Maybe call Saul, though. De Benes, wait, Primero de Benes pensaron compra un cama. First, you better think about buying a bed. Juana is Jane. Ofalto did not translate. Beses times. Levos Messe Sincon Samir. It's been so many months since I've had my, you know, consumed. Oye, pero no, no estas brava conmigo, cierto, here, but not these brave me some. Abusando si él lo sabe, abusive he knows. Uh, marmonto que los pongos. Uh, marmont that pongos, man. Uh, contigo, you. Uh, por venir, come. Uh, some of this has got to be wrong. Uh, que pasa means what's up. This says two. Con mucho gusto. Uh, with much pleasure. You know, as you wish, I think is how it translates in Colombia. Or, you know, it'd be my pleasure to serve you today. I think that's how we translated it, right? I don't know, Viso, have you noticed them off uh, on these translations? That's uh, okay. Uh, Marta, okay, skip that one. Huberia, I had. Uh, notaba nada, notice nothing. Uh, subo, I raise, uh, you know, I subo. Uh, minas, uh, mine. Bengaza, no translation. Uh, Imanihio, I think that must mean imagination. Oh, it translated into imagineo. Uh, que ba, que dare, it will be. 
uh, hey, how about we, uh, hey, you want to carry Ablar del Asunto? You want to talk about it, carry Ablar del Asunto? Let's give him something, carry Ablar del Asunto. A little translation, don't you know? I know some words like he, so let's talk about. What's love, anybody know? We should know it, shouldn't we? But I don't know what the word is. It's a word one day I'll figure out. Alright, so you don't want to talk about it. No carry Abelard del Asunto. Pensado? You think, thinking about it, though? Uh, Pensado? Uh, como de, le digo, as I say, uh, asustando, it's frightening to be, you know, when you see my brain. And you could say there's a lot of cagado in there, you know, shit. It's, it's, you got a bit of it between the ears there. Uh, but there's no reason to, uh, panico, panic, uh, Let's just uh enfrentar la realidad. Let's uh let's try to face reality here. Uh enfrentar la realidad. Uh por qué uh los mercen. Uh, this is yours. Uh eso es suyo. No, this that must be this is yours, huh? Eso es suyo. Oh, because they deserve, por que se lo merceren. Because they deserve, you know, our respect, maybe, or something. Uh, Otra vez, could you say that again? I don't, you're not making any sense. I said carajo, you know. You should know what that means. Uh, later, I'll be dormido asleep. And Gisergo? No, we don't know what that means still. Uh, hello, bien. How well do you not know? 100%. Oh, well, uh, contarme more. Tell me more. Uh, mas, you know. Well, tomba, it's another word we, we've been looking up every week. We still don't know what that means. Uh, Varaco, that could be a bore. Uh, orden and orden. Everything in order is in, or, in order. Order in order. That's one of my favorite things. That bre- if I'm making breakfast, say order up. Uh, order... Up, up, I don't know what up is, though. Uh, Cano say, I'm pretty sure that means to cook, does it? No, it means to, uh, known? Yeah, it is known. Uh, the Khaleesi had me banned. Kenosin. Uh, Kamine, because I asked her to go for a walk. She said, no, I said, please. And she said, in this land germ, that's una perfecta felonia, the perfect felony. I said, what, Michael, is he telling you it is known, your beauty, cross? And, and she said, I know, you know, I'm, and I said, okay. I was just hoping the translator would translate what I was saying. How's the gray worm doing? Is he okay? Because, you know, just in case, I'm here to comfort you. Oh, wait, wrong podcast, wrong podcast. That's the game of drones. Okay, where were we? Perfect felony. Outside, afuera, yeah. She's told me to go outside and she locked the door. Uh, Ucio, Jucio, Judgment? Yeah, oh yeah, I've got pretty poor judgment, Ucio. Esa es mi empresas de prestamos muy legal? My, that's my very lone legal company. 
Era una broma? Was that a joke? No, no it wasn't Era una broma. Because uh, that was Malo el, el Giste. That was a bad joke. Well, that's how most of mine are. Every DS I make a Malo el Giste, but, you know, bad jokes. Uh, tinterial uh, Fantoche? Is that a Tinterial puppet? No idea. Uh, Yave, cuando uh, un criminal necesita que lo defendan a otro criminal? Uh, buddy, when a criminal needs to be advocated for, it needs to be another criminal. Uh, Prometo? You Prometo promise me? Uh, you know, like, are you talking like a promise ring promise or real promise? They say, Scooter, don't do any promise ring material. Uh, fault, it's not my fault, you know. Oh, no, lack. Uh, I lack sensitivity, fault. Uh, Sega, uh, follow me. F you know, f follow. Uh, conjunto, uh, set. Are you sure you're not off like Conjunto is not follow? No idea. Uh, testigos, I know that's witnesses. Uh, Buenelo's a handkerchief. Get yourself a handkerchief. Uh... I went, I fui, I, you know, I fui, uh, fue, was, uh, yema, slogan, uh, you know, I got plenty of slogans, none of them are that great, but yema, l-e-m-a, uh, support, any slogans that support you, podcasts that put you, put you to sleep, uh, that's a slogan that supports sleep, so that's a yema that, you know, siga, uh, dormir, so that's, I nailed that. Okay, but now you lost your spot, genius. You're right, but I just got to go back to Testigos and work my way to its witnesses. Yeah. Supports. Uh, Supporta. Uh, okay. Uh, DS, that's his knees. Saul's got bad Rodias knees. Uh, Salvo, except uh, he says someone looks like a Muppet, Conan Muppet. Uh, with this Muppet. And, you know, every, you know, sometimes Saul likes to say stuff like El, El, Gusta, Esta, Encerado. It will be the good Gust that is locked or something. But he's like a Mago magician. Uh, Payoso, you're going to pay him? VAO, maybe old guy. Uh, what's his build? Mediano. Uh, what's his hair like? Calvo, well, man, he's a bald guy. Uh, well, hey, do you want to peel this, uh, payado, uh, peel this lemon? Uh, no, man, pobre, I'm poor, I'm poor at peeling lemons. Well, that's raro, that's rare. I've never known anyone that couldn't be, really never known anyone peels a lemon, to be honest with you. Peeling an orange, it's tough enough. Peeling a lemon, that's like, uh, asking for trouble. Oh. Okay, well, I guess we could agree on that. Uh, Bahasa, you going to get me off? Yeah, I'm going to get you off this lemon-peeling joking. That sounds good, but I lost my spot again, and I went to sleep. Uh, where were we at? Mediano? Is, uh, what if you can find a magician? Yeah, Malpartito. Uh, Payoso. That Viejo's old, Mediano, medium. Yeah, there you go. Pobre, Raro, Bahase, get off. 
Yo, Demos, we know what that means. Crusay, we're at a crossing, a crossroads. Bayase, we don't know. Bayago. Uh, Ultrabanca, other bench, buddy. It's Ultrabanca. Uh, Kaigan, fall. Don't, you know, fall on me. As, uh, what's that guy said once? Uh, Kaigan. Where are we? Fall. Floor. Let's see, fall to the floor. Kaigan, sway low. Uh, Dobale, double. Abogados, that's lawyers, and that's Saul Bogados. Uh, Cobro Collection, uh, them. Uh, Totus Vias all day, and Piencelo, I don't know. And that is the uh, uh, language learning portion this week, thanks. All right, well, I was looking for a story on the Internet about uh, the casting of Bob Odenkirk and... Uh, Breaking Bad, and maybe I could look up, I don't know if Netflix does the the commentary, uh, but maybe one day we'll have time to deal with the commentary. But I did want to, you know, talk about Bob Odenkirk. Now, there's two very nice long-form articles, one on Vulture and one in the New York Times uh, from earlier this year, right before Better Call Saul went on the air. So I'll include those in the show notes. Uh, but then I found a couple of more shorter articles here uh, that, you know, I thought would just shed a little light on it, and in my opinion, his brilliance. Now, this one's from Cinnamon Blend, and it's by Jessica Rodden. It's from 11 months ago, and it's R-A-W-D-E-N. Why Bob Odenkirk never watched Breaking Bad? Bob Odenkirk quoting the article. Uh, and paraphrasing, became a big name at AMC thanks to playing Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad and now the better call Saul. Uh, despite the fact that Odenkirk has a good grip on the uh, Saul Goodman character, it didn't come from watching his own work. Uh, recently, Odenkirk spoke out to say he has no watch interest in watching the things he started, and quoting Odenkirk, I really don't want to know what's coming later, and I don't want to look back at what came before. I think it's a perfectly good way to approach acting, not to know what the fuck is going on, unquote. Uh, back to the article, to prove a point, the actor recalled time when he was on the set of Breaking Bad and he got called out by Brian Cranston on his watching habits. Uh, according to THR, another magazine or something, they were shooting a scene where Odin character, Odenkirk's character was supposed to have disdain for a character. But Bob took the wrong attitude, and Cranston said, quote, This guy's not your friend. Don't say it like that. You don't watch the show, do you? Those are my, that's my, uh, redo that. Uh, quote, This guy's not your friend. Don't say it like that. You don't watch the show, do you? End quote. Uh, obviously, back to the article, Odenkirk didn't hang his head in shame because he didn't watch the show. And he has the same philosophy with Better Call Saul, which he hasn't seen either. And the author says, well, they're tr- they have trouble seeing how he's managed to avoid some of his more popular and cl- acclaimed works, you know, just like in Nebraska, which came out uh, right around the time this article was published. Uh, she can see why it'd be tough, you know, if you're working on the show to want to watch it in your spare time. Uh, but, you know, according to the article, Breaking Bad, and I agree, was one of the most groundbreaking and influential character uh, cable dramas of the decade. And then it's grown its audience thanks to streaming, AMC marathons, 
uh, by the end of the run of the show, was getting 10.3 million viewers. And then that paved the way for Better Call Saul. So no one thinks less of Odenkirk for watching the program. But he might not have interest in seeing how Saul's life plays out. Luckily, he has hordes of fans who do. Uh, so that's from Cinema Blend. And then right over here is another one at Inquisitor, I-N-Q-U-I-S-I-T-R dot com. This is by Joseph Medina uh, from June 5th, 2015. Uh, Television's Better Call Saul's unique beast when it comes to, when compared to most spinoffs. Uh, while most take place after the series they spun off from, Better Call Saul takes place at least so far prior to Breaking Bad, uh, quoting and paraphrasing the article here. Uh, no doubt most of the fans assume, have a pretty good idea what to expect from Jimmy McGill, a.k.a. Saul Goodman, uh, as a character arc. But we've already seen, you know, we saw what happened to him on Breaking Bad, and then we... Assume we understand the direction his character will end up, at least once the story catches up with Breaking Bad. In a recent interview for Variety's Actor on Actor segment, uh, Odenkirk brings to light that it may not be nearly so cut and dry as that. He has a conversation with uh, Michael Sheen from Masters of Sex, and Odenkirk admits that he doesn't understand the character of Saul Goodman. I'll link to all this in the show notes, and he hopes he never will. Uh, quoting from the, the article, quoting Odenkirk, I don't feel like I know this guy. I don't know where it's going. And I think people are like, well, he's going to be Saul Goodman. He's going to end up being that guy. And I'm like, not really. Saul Goodman was a front and even told Walter White when he met him, it's not my name. And you look at his office as a set built inside of a mini mall. So we don't really know who he was during Breaking Bad. So I don't feel like I know him, and I hope I never feel like I completely know him. And that he's always discovering new things about himself and changing. And that's how it gets through doing, hopefully, years of the character, end quote. Uh, this bit of news may surprise some Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul fans. After all, when going into a story... It's always comforting to know that the people portraying the characters on the screen have an extra bit of insight that helps motivate the characters. Uh, but ultimately, Oden Odenkirk's comments do bring up some interesting ideas. Even now, when watching Better Call Saul's sad-as-hell opening scene, it's very clear that it takes place directly after Breaking Bad. It's natural to think of the scene as something of a goal, a place where Saul Goodman will eventually end up, but that doesn't have to be the case. It can just be a small stepping stone to where he goes by the end of the series. Plus, if Goodman's character was a front during Breaking Bad, once we have an underlying idea of his real personality, his motivations in Breaking Bad may be completely different from what we originally thought. So that's another nice little article in Inquisitor by Joseph Medina. Uh, to give us a little more, or maybe a little less insight into Bob Odenkirk, in a good way to me, because I don't understand acting, and I, I like the more mystery about acting, the better for me. And in some sense, it makes me more impressed with uh, Mr. Odenkirk's work. So, uh, all, right, all right, I'll talk to you all.